0: Hey, everybody, Sherry Dodderer here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, no matter where you listen to this podcast. And we are starting season two of The Writing Glitch, and we are going to add a video feature this year. So you are also going to be able to see these episodes on my YouTube channel, SherryDodderer.com exactly where that looks like on YouTube. I will have to let you know. But in the meantime, I want to welcome you here to the podcast. Did you know that you can hack dysgraphia without even having that pencil? Did you know I struggled with higher level reading, writing, and math concepts? Yeah, I did okay when I was in school. I had grades that were acceptable, but I'll tell you what, behind the scenes, it was like pulling teeth to get me to do any work at all. I did what I had to do to get through school, but things just didn't make sense. And it wasn't really until I got into college that I totally faltered. I I tell the story about writing a two-page typed paper that took me 25 sheets of onion paper. That's back in the days of those electric typewriters. Remember those? (laughs) And really had a difficult time learning how to get past that. And it's taken me several years to get to that point. But that's enough about me. Today, we are going to be talking with Melissa Gill. Hi, Melissa. It is great to have you here. Melissa is an educator. She has experienced life as a primary and intermediate classroom teacher, instructional coach, reading specialist, and administrator. She has facilitated pre-K district professional development and provided MTSS leadership support. Melissa is currently the instructional outreach director at WVEC. It's Wabash Valley Education Center, right? Perfect. You nailed it. She worked on-site supporting and encouraging educators and their professional learning while also fostering partnerships with various educational organizations to meet the needs of all students in Indiana. Besides making new connections, Melissa enjoys traveling, reading, and spending time with her family.
1: So, Melissa, how are you really? (laughs) I am great. I'm so excited to be here with you today talking about all things learning. That's what I love to talk about. So thank you for asking. How are you really?
0: I have been absolutely crazy. It is the end of summer. This podcast will launch in October, but this is the end of summer as we're recording this. And I just got off of six speaking engagements in three Mm -hmm. weeks. I have been like a whirlwind In addition to that, we're in the midst of the Emotional Kids Summit. So if you haven't heard any of those episodes, go back to August and uh, you will see that the episodes went really um, okay. So those of you who are only listening to this, that sound was, I was expanding my hands because we had Monday through Friday all month long to celebrate the birthday of the writing glitch. So yeah, it's been a crazy. So thank you for asking as well.
1: Absolutely. I agree about the crazy time. I don't know. There's that transition of, okay, I need to get my wheels spinning because like you had mentioned to me, getting back to school and making sure everything's ready. and Yes. All set to go.
0: <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I'm not really surprised at the difference in the variety. I mean, we've got people that have already been in school two weeks. Absolutely. And then we have people that don't go back until September. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, the the different varieties and what goes on from state to state, country to country. Yeah. I don't know. Did you even know this, that Australia goes from January to December?
1: I had heard something about our seasons being opposite of each other, and I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around it. I may need to go visit just so I can understand it.
0: But before we get started on the interview, I want to introduce today's sponsor, Dotter Educational Consulting sponsored today's episode. We offer the dysgraphia certification course. This course builds dysgraphia awareness and provides practical intervention strategies for lesson planning using development to design your lessons. Who should take this course? Well, it really was designed for that general education teacher, but I've also certified occupational therapists, physical therapists, speech therapists, dyslexia teachers, and special ed teachers. I also have a couple parents in there. They have actually been benefiting from the material as well. So if you're a parent, please consider signing up as well. To learn more about how to get started, you want to go to .er SherryDotter.com and page down the homepage and you'll find uh, more information there. But I also offer a monthly introduction to dysgraphia and how it impacts our service delivery uh, webinar And that is held the second Wednesday of the month. So look for information on that on the homepage as well. So let's get started on this interview, Melissa. Let's me shift from everything about me and let's get over to uh, talking a little bit about what's happening in Wabash Valley. Tell me a little bit about uh, what's happening over there.
1: Wabash well, Valley is one of nine service centers here in Indiana. And we're fortunate because we have about 42 districts that were able to um, provide professional development for meeting their needs um, in, for example, the area of dysgraphia. So trying to help them understand the complexity of, you know, the science of reading and some of the literacy changes that we've had recently in Indiana as well. So we are also the consortium for our Title III which is our uh, multilingual learners so we house a lot of professional development for teachers and tor directors wanting to learn more to you know help all students succeed so we are booming in you know especially now that we've had literacy changes i don't know if your state has probably gone through some similar things around the science of reading so we are right now digging into providing mtss support for our teachers, because this has changed some of their mindsets and frameworks for that as well. So, you know, you asked a loaded question, and it is great, because I'm just thinking and reflecting on everything that we've had going on recently. We're excited to host our first literacy conference, which will, I know for two days, we will be talking with the amazing Jamie Peavler, who works quite extensively in the area of science of reading and meeting the needs of all learners. And so we're excited to, you know, the upside down triangle and MTSS, we're so excited to be able to flip that around and, and get the supports that our students need. So those are just some of the things. Yeah, no. that,
0: that triangle, I do whatever I can to take tier three and make it a tier one.
1: Yes working so hard and providing those resources for those students and having them in in place. And I love this quote I saw earlier, and I wish I knew who had said it. Oh, Katie Novak. She had said that we have to be aware that MTSS is not just a one-man job. You know, our school should all be working together, right, to provide for our students. So I loved that framework.
0: Yeah, I love it when the related service providers are in the classroom and they're not pulling kids out. They are working right alongside the teachers and providing services that way. And it sounds to me like Wabash Valley is thinking that as well.
1: Yes, we actually in October have a virtual conference that goes out to mostly our special ed directors um, to help facilitate the push-in model, the inclusion model. We actually were fortunate to have Jenna Rufo here to present at that conference as well, sharing about the inclusive practices and why it's so important that all students are our students, right? That is just, we're not not into labeling, right? No, no.
0: Labeling doesn't really help the kids all that Mm much. Yes, it does in some areas, but overall, it sometimes just creates barriers to their success.
1: Absolutely.
0: So you have this conference coming up. How can everyone access it? Is it limited to the people in Indiana only, or are you going to have that available for other uh, states, other people as well? Tell us a little bit more about that conference.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for asking. We actually have a website, Wabash Valley. It's esc.k12.in.us, esc 5 And you can go on to that. And we would love to have anyone outside of Indiana. We're just not exclusive. We also on that uh, website have several webinars that are available. We like to call them PD Pops that you can register for. I know you have been a part of our PD Pop family um, when we talked about dysgraphia. So speaking specifically to that conference, you just go onto our website. You can log on there. I can even send you that link later, Sherry. And then we're coming together and our topic is focused on assessments Um, for our keynote with Jamie Peebler. She's going to be talking about, you know, how do we actually use that universal and diagnostic piece instead of just being something we record on a data sheet, right? Um, How do we actually use those pieces to inform our instruction with our students? And what kind of best practices do we need to have in place to meet those needs? So we're really excited about that and the fact that it's K-8, um, sometimes the science of reading is limited to K-2, and we really have some upper grades based on, you know, the pandemic that our kids did not get that foundational piece, and our upper grade teachers are struggling to meet that need. Like, how do we provide, you know, everything that is needed? And so, the science of reading, our literacy conference, will give them key ideas and suggestions. We're lucky to have Hillary Statham on board. She's going to be focusing in on the importance of reading aloud, you know, and why we should be doing that in our classroom and then how parents can take that back and read aloud with their children at home, giving ideas to the educators that attend. So we are looking forward to being able to share also, how deep are you into the AI world?
0: Well, I am utilizing um, Otter AI to do transcription. So, this podcast will get transcribed via Otter AI. I'm also using Chat GPT. So, the titles of my episodes are getting generated through Chat GPT. But there are so many more avenues and so many more th- areas that I'd love to address as far as AI goes. And so, I am actually looking at uh, what other people I can have on the podcast that are assisting with AI?
1: Because my mind is blown by, there's this one resource called CurioPod and it helps teachers and OT specialists, etc. cetera, anyone put together some kind of lesson framework for some of the things that they're working on in their classroom. CurioPod? CurioPod. It's
0: C-U-R-I-O?
1: You got it. And then P-O-D.
0: I haven't heard of that one. So that was interesting. I do have a Kumo space. Mm -hmm. I haven't used it yet, but it is something that I want to uh, really understand a little bit more and start to use that this coming year. Uh, But I do have a Kumo space. Do you have somebody that helps teach
1: how to use it? I don't know if that one exactly would be the one that we have, but there is another one where the teachers can type in a topic. So let's say the Battle of Bunker Hill. And they need a passage. You know, our fifth graders need it at a second grade level. They can just type that in with the second grade level. And that content is provided for those students. It is amazing. And I wish I could think of the name of it at the moment.
0: No, that one, that, that, so the AI that's out there is amazing. Now, Kumo Space is actually a virtual classroom setting. So it's like you went into a classroom That wasn't necessarily set up to be like rows of chairs, but we have little pods. Like like over here, we might have a lounge. Over here, there's a kitchen. Over here, and each one of the areas has something else that you're teaching about. And you can set it up the way you want it. So you can actually remove a lounge or a kitchen if you don't want it in your classroom and replace it with something else.
1: Wow. Okay, so help me. Is it a virtual Classroom yeah, setup. it's
0: a virtual platform and you have your own uh, personal avatar inside there.
1: And you know, they're using that in, in their different content areas and putting in different ideas and suggestions. And a mm-hmm. way to build background knowledge, because I'm sure you can upload all kinds of different themes. and. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: So one of these days I will get around to uh, really figuring out how it works. But for now, I'm still doing the old Zoom and <laughs> utilizing Zoom as my primary feature and primary target and, and communication with others. And I do because I sit here in my office a lot. It's mm-hmm. nice to be able to talk to people. Right. But it was also nice this summer getting out and actually physically being able to hand give somebody a handshake. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I was thinking about some of the stuff that you're talking about. Right before we hit record, you had suggested that my co-author for the Math Disconnected book, John Lee, and I send you a recording, that recording going to the two-day workshop that you were just referring to. Am I making that connection correctly, or were you talking two different things?
1: That recording would go to our special education conference, which is online and virtual. And then our two-day literacy conference is here on site. Um, We have a place called Beck Ag Center, which is a conference facility, and that's where that will be hosted. So I think that's one thing I love about Wabash Valley is that we listen to our stakeholders, our educators. We listen and recognize their voice and what they need to support them in the classroom. And so the science of reading has been a hot topic uh, we brought in dysgraphia trying to bring that knowledge to the forefront because as you and I have talked about, you know, it's it's not because students don't want to write. It's because, you know, there are some things that need to be put in place to help them scaffolding. And then another big conference request has been something for just what you were talking about earlier, the um, social emotional needs of our students and our staff members. So we actually call ours the SPARK Retreat. And we provide different resources, one of them being from Kevin Dill. He's from Show & Tell Consulting. He's an amazing former administrator that shares tips and strategies for helping students that, you know, really struggle with some behavioral concerns. So we're looking forward to hosting that as well. I think that's what drives us at Wabash Valley is Being able to plug into the needs of our student populations, looking around at some of that data and figuring out exactly where we stand. I don't know if you know, but Indiana has so many different languages, for example, in our different regions. And so being able to be a site that provides training to help us form relationships with those families, that English is not the first language. So it is exploding here. And you would think it would be Spanish, but it is not. That is, it is not the leading language in Indiana.
0: Hmm. Can I ask what the leading language is? I knew
1: you would ask me that, and I don't have it right at the moment. And my director has left the building for the day.
0: No, that's okay. That's not a problem. I was waiting for you to say Korean or Vietnamese. I don't know why. But I know that that population is really booming in different parts of the country. And I wasn't sure if it was in Indiana or not.
1: I will definitely check back in with you. So you have that information and you know um, the growth because, you know, we make this general assumption. Our bias is assuming that it's one thing, but it's actually something totally different. And I think that's what I love most about being here for educators is that we're providing that opportunity for them to grow and expand and think outside the box.
0: Yeah, I was also thinking Native American. And what how many different languages of Native American could be going could be happening in Indiana thinking that there might be multiple different
1: um mm-hmm. Native
0: American origins.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So I think we've covered the things that I really were were thinking about like how do you uh impact kids that have the dysgraphia in your facility? What do you have coming up? Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we close for today?
1: I think the biggest thing is that, you know, just the fact that you have this podcast out and available for educators and families and parents, you know, making sure like we're going to plug into um, a tutoring. Our state just recently released a grant to help families get the tutoring support that they need for their students, you know. So just being able to share this knowledge, making sure our parents understand that the help is there, and then being that support system to shine the light of, for example, I just keep going back to dysgraphia, you know, one of those areas where we just assume it's one thing, but once we dig deeper into the data, we come to find out that it's not right. And
0: fine motor skills is not part of the definition. Yes. Yes, Fine minor skills is not part of the definition. And so that really uh, throws people off when you tell them that. They're like, wait a minute, but it has to do with writing. But it right. really has to do with being able to articulate written expression well. We articulate sentences, articulate paragraphs. And how are kids competing with their peers? Are they up to snuff? Are they matching them? Or is it taking them three times as long to write the same set amount of words? That's where I was. It would take me forever and still does. I sit and I rewrite and I, re- and I edit and I edit and I edit because it, it's a struggle and it still is. And it, I just want people to realize that, yes, it can be a struggle for a lifetime, but with practice, you do get better.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and here are tools and scaffolds to help your students get better as well. Before I
0: close, I, I just remembered that I wanted to say something to you. You had mentioned about what's happening here in Pennsylvania. Yes. What I understand from my county and a little bit statewide is they are trying to educate all. K to eight teachers, not just the special ed teachers, but all mm-hmm. K to eight teachers, in at least an introductory course to the science of reading. So mm-hmm. they started the ball with the special ed, but they've expanded it mm-hmm. to every K to eight teacher has to have an introductory course. And I made sure I took the course that they was offering in my county. Uh, so there, Wilson is very popular in this area because we have a center that a special school. One Mm -hmm. of the dyslexia schools that their uh, main topic is Wilson. But I know that there's a lot of other uh, options out there. The Writing Glitch podcast releases on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month, and we are now starting season two of the podcast, so you're going to see some changes this year. If you are interested in interventions like we had last year, you need to hop over to thewritingglitch.com and look up the Pocket Cast because that's where I'm going to put all those interventions so that they are available in little short three to five-minute time slots for you rather than these interviews, which we are going to now put on YouTube. Yay. And I also got to let you know that you were put here for such a time as this. It is very important that you understand where this is coming from in my heart. You were put with a specific group of kids for a specific reason. Only God in his Rubik's Cube can figure that out. But you were put here for such a time as this. Keep that in mind as you're having those hard days at school this year. Absolutely. And Sam Seedon Productions is managing the post-production here of this podcast. Anything else that you want to say before we go, Melissa?
1: Thank you for the opportunity to shine a spotlight on educators, on opportunities that we're providing for educators, because we're all in this for our kids. So thank you. Amen. Amen. We'll uh,
0: see you here in a couple of weeks. Have yes. a great couple of weeks, everybody.